On today's podcast, we talk about how you are never going to become the person you want to be without changing anything in your life right now. You have to start acting in the way of the person that you want to identify as today, whether it's different habits, different routines, different things that you are implementing, but we have to stop running into the same wall hoping that something changes. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Uh. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about sound effects on podcasts. I really enjoy Bradley's sound effects. Yeah, his he are does. his are funny. They are like perfect timed. I would mm-hmm. say. Yep, they're bombs. He does a lot of the bombs, right? Yeah, yeah, dropping bombs. Yep, we're gonna drop some bombs today. Yes, Friday fire, y'all. You know. I feel like they're the same every Friday, but they're different and different ones speak to different people. We have multiple clients that reach out to us that are like, was your Friday fire talking about me? And I'm like, you know, it's never really talking about one person. It's talking about lots of compilations of things that we gather, working with people, seeing things on social media and in life, you know, and it's just, we say the things that I think need to be said sometimes that people sometimes can be afraid to say. The other day I was actually thinking like, oh, maybe Friday fires like run its course, you know, maybe we should move on from it. But then I'm like, then we would have no reason to rant and talk about things that I think people need to hear sometimes, which is just Mm -hmm. the hard truth and the tough love. And here's the thing at the end of the day, it's all because we love you and we want you to change your life. And we want more for you than you probably want for yourself right now. Or we believe that there's more for you than you probably believe that there is mm-hmm. for you right now. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today is like, who do you want to be? And we're going to ask you some tough questions and to take some evaluations, uh, you know, and h- ask yourself, like, how serious are you about saying that you want to be something or, you know, maybe you want to change careers. Maybe you want to lose weight. Maybe you want to get stronger. Um, like you say that you want to have all of these things and live this kind of extraordinaire lifestyle but you continue to act and behave in a way that is ordinary. So we're going to say if you want an extraordinary lifestyle, you're going to have to start to get into that mindset um, and change your habits and show up as the extraordinaire that you want. Uh, Because the same thing that you're doing day in and day out clearly hasn't worked. Yeah. You keep doing these things, you're going to get the same result that you always get, right? That's the the saying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This is so I I posted something actually that was a podcast clip a couple weeks ago that was asking like is it really that hard to track things? And there was someone that commented and they were like for certain people it is. And I totally can understand different people's situations, call for different things, but one of the biggest things that was kind of a takeaway with the discussion between other people commenting and I'm me commenting and her coming back was no matter what maybe dysfunction you have or what you struggle with, everyone thrives on routine. 
everyone thrives on proper habits, healthy habits. And there is no, I, I don't think that anyone can argue that children thrive on routine people that, you know, even people with high, high level dysfunction, maybe like autistic children, you can think about children with down syndrome, like anyone that has certain struggles thrives with routine. And so you need to sometimes work hard to change the routine that you currently have. Maybe the routine you currently have is sleeping in, pressing the snooze button. First of all, you probably shouldn't be sleeping with your phone next to your head anyways, because that, you know, there is such a thing as EMFs and, you know, 5G is very real. um, And it can definitely impact certain things in terms of our cellular function. So you shouldn't be sleeping with the phone so close that you can easily hit snooze, put it somewhere else in your room, get an, get, get a digital alarm clock. Let's get, let's rewind back 30 years and get an actual alarm clock in your house. But we need to understand that changing things in your life is hard. You will not change once all of those things change. Guess what? You have to change before those things change because who is the one changing them? You are, you are the one changing them. And so if you don't believe right now that you can, you know, you're strong enough or you're worthy enough or whatever you want to believe to be able to change those things, they're never going to change. And that's why you have to decide before anything changes that you are different now, that you are going to do different, that you are going to act different, because that is ultimately what will catalyst all of the things that you want different in your life. And it is, there's no other option. You can't wait. And I think, you know, what you're talking about there is is the decision to change, right? You have to be very clear in there's no gray area here. Like I'm not going to tiptoe because tiptoeing has not gotten me to where I want to be. If I'm going to change, I'm going to make a decision to go all in on, let's say one habit. Like I'm not going to hit the snooze button, right? Again, when we're thinking about we want lifestyle uh, lifestyle extraordinaire or we want lifestyle 2.0 relative to where we're at today, you have to start thinking about what are the people doing that live that lifestyle that you are not doing? Like for example, I think about Emily Frisella, Andy Frisella, Gary V, you know, some of the people that we follow, do they hit the snooze button? Do they make excuses, you know, every day? Do they not manage their schedule? Do they, you know, live a sedentary lifestyle? No, they have routine. They have, you know, exercise as part of that routine. Like they show up, they don't have excuses. They figure it out because those things are a priority for them in order for them to show up and be as productive as they are, as, you know, successful as they are. And so I think for you, if you're somebody who's like, yeah, I keep saying that I'm going to change my diet, but then I keep finding myself, you know, at McDonald's every weekend uh, because I'm hungover. And so I just want to go get, you know, a breakfast burrito, hash browns, you know, and a soda like that isn't going to get you to where you want to be. And so what I would say to that person is one, you have to make the decision and then you have to start to follow through. And maybe it's too much to do multiple things, you know, at once. So just pick one thing, whatever it is in your life that is doable right now that you will commit to and start to build that momentum and follow through. As Becca's saying, like if it's the snooze button, I'm going to take it back a step further and ask you, what are you doing the night before to set yourself up that you're so tired in the morning that you just keep hitting snooze, keep hitting snooze? Like, are you getting uh, into bed on time or are you staying up later watching, you know, TV? Are you laying out your clothes? For example, if you're getting up to go to the gym early in the morning, get one step ahead, lay your clothes out the night before. I do this every night because I don't want to start turning lights on at 530 in the morning. I want to walk into my bathroom 
do my morning routine, get dressed and go on about my day. And the decision there also tells me subconsciously that I'm not going to hit snooze button, that the decision to go to the gym is one that's not going to get reversed. So that's what I think what we have to start for a lot of people is like, you have to make the decision. You have to decide that you're going to change and you have to be specific with what that action is going to be and then start to follow through. As you build traction, you build momentum, you show yourself you can. You Every time that you know you make a, a commitment to doing something and you don't do it, you basically tell yourself that you're not worthy, that you can't do these things, that these things aren't important, they're not a priority. And so start showing yourself that you can, and then you're, you're going to gain traction. It'll get easier and easier to maybe do some harder things. Yeah. And I think you have to be honest with yourself, the type of person maybe that you are. Are you someone that you feel you are strong enough to be in an environment that is tempting to you and say no? And, you know, avoid the alcohol that night, even while still being out with friends that are all drinking or avoid the cake at the birthday party or the, you know, gathering at work or whatever it is and still be able to say no. Like if you are not that person and you find that every time you say, I'm not going to drink tonight, but then you go out with people and you end up drinking, maybe you need to remove yourself from those environments. Like, no, is it fun? Absolutely not. It's not fun, especially in that beginning when you're really trying to change your habits, who you are, who you want to become. It's not easy and it's probably not going to be very fun, but it can be extremely rewarding and you can get to a place eventually where you have, you feel you have the strength to do those things because I'm going to tell you right now, all of you have the strength. It's just whether you believe you do or not. You are in control of your decisions. Are certain decisions harder than others? Absolutely they are. It's extremely hard sometimes. If you're, you know, we were at, a uh, pumpkin farm on Saturday with our family and they had fresh apple cider donuts. I'm sorry if you've been not following the podcast, donuts are my thing. Okay. I ate donuts like every day of my first pregnancy. I love donuts. I convinced myself that it was a pregnancy craving. It wasn't a pregnancy craving. I just love donuts and I gave myself the reason to eat them every day during pregnancy. But I really, really, in that environment, it was really hard for me to kind of say no. And again, I'm trying to live life. I'm trying to enjoy things with my family. I had a bite or two of a donut. I didn't eat the whole thing because I knew I didn't need the whole thing. It would have probably given me a stomachache from how much sugar there was. But I have worked up to that place to be able to be in that environment and not be triggered to eat the donut and the, you know, apple cider sangria that they had or, you know, the the caramel apple, the popcorn, the, all the things that they sold. I was hoping that because it was like a farm fresh thing that they would have free, fresh sourdough <laughs> bread. No, the only kind of bread they had was like an apple crumble bread. And I was like, there's really nothing healthy here. So I'm just going to I'm just going to get the apples that we picked, have one of those, drink some water, maybe a bite or two of a donut and move on. Um, but if you know that those environments are really hard from you, then maybe we can't even start. Maybe if you know that one bite of the donut leads to the entire donut, you can't can't even do it if one drink leads to the entire bottle maybe we can't even start like you need to have a plan and sometimes you need to have accountability to that plan you either need a coach you need a friend you need a family member that can help hold you accountable because in that moment you feel like you are so far down in a hole you cannot do it yourself and that's okay too guys you all have the strength to do it but sometimes you feel like it's just not in you at this moment find someone to help you with it Find someone to help you have the accountability, make the decision, make the plan, whatever you need to do so that you can start building that momentum like Liz was saying. But again, you have to decide for yourself, like, I'm done. I'm done with how I feel, with the poor decisions that I'm making, with the things that I continue to not follow through on. I'm done feeling this way. And I think a lot of people, sadly, 
will continue to convince themselves otherwise. Yeah, they get to rock bottom for a mm-hmm. lot of people before they're willing to change. And so, you know, I think what you have to take a look at is like, if you're saying that you want to change and you're saying that you want a different result or you want this lifestyle extraordinaire 2.0, whatever that might be, like, but you continue to operate the same as you always have, ask yourself, like, what is this costing me? Right? If I continue to live the way that I've been living, what is it costing me? Am I sick to my stomach so I can't go, you know, out with my friends because I'm afraid that uh, you know I'm going to have an emergency to go to the bathroom? Am I, you know, waking up on Saturday morning so hungover that then I'm, you know, not able to get to the gym and get my workout in and be productive and do my grocery shopping or meal prep or whatever it might be. It's going to look different for every single person, right? Um I'm staying up too late uh watching TV and so I keep hitting snooze buttons so then I don't go to the gym and then I'm angry the rest of the day because I'm rushing out of the house, not eating in a, you know, relaxed state or maybe even feeding myself breakfast. And therefore, then you're ending up at the drive-thru of Starbucks or McDonald's or whatever, spending money on going out to eat again when you said you weren't going to go out to eat, right? You see the trickle-down effect here, right? And so it's looking at, if I continue to operate from this place of mediocre, how can I expect to get to that lifestyle and feel the way that I want to feel? And so, yeah, I think you do have to get to a place where you decide no more. Enough is enough. I'm sick of my own BS and stop making the excuses because at the end of the day, every choice that you make is ultimately your decision. Very rarely are there circumstances that things are out of your control. Um, you know, when we went to the uh, monster truck show, like I was, uh, I think I shared this on a podcast last week or something like all the food options there were just total garbage. And so I was like, got my diet, Dr. Pepper, had some water, waited till we uh, got home, ate a piece of my um, pumpkin apple uh, oatmeal that I had made. And I was like, okay, we got home at four o'clock starving, not ideal. Lack of planning on my part. Um, I should have, you know, been more prepared with protein bars or jerky or just other things. Um, but at the end of the day, I felt like that was the better option than going and getting the pizza or the nachos or the, you know, pretzels and stuff like that. And so you just ultimately have to have this line in the sand, I think, with some things in your life. And again, that might look different for everybody. As Becca was saying, you may have to just say no for a period of time. You know, in terms of the sweets, if that leads, you know, one chocolate leads you to eat the whole chocolate bar or one ice cream sandwich leads you to eat the whole box of ice cream sandwich just like, then we need to look at what's in our environment and how are we setting ourselves up for success or setting ourselves up ultimately to fail because we keep bringing these things, these triggers into, you know, our environment. So obviously every person's going to be, you know, slightly different. Uh, if you have small kids in the house or you have, you know, a spouse or significant other that's not on the same path as you, then you may need to start to have conversations with those people in your environment as well, or your coworkers or whoever it is in your life And let them know, hey, I need your support in this because right now I'm not strong enough to say no on my own. And so I have support. Maybe I have a coach or I have an accountability partner, uh, but I need you to also back me here because we all know. And I think, you know, we have very supportive husbands. And so in different seasons, like we have conversations with them, like during 75 Hard, both Nick and Art were very supportive of what we were doing. It wasn't like they were open, you know, bottles of wine or like our favorite tequila on the weekends being like, ha ha, I'm having this in your face, but you're 75 Hard, so you can't have alcohol. No, they were supportive. And they were like, awesome, whatever you need. I'll go for walks with you. I'll, you know, watch the kids while you go and work out. Whatever that looks like for you and whatever you're trying to change, you also need to make sure that you're having those conversations with people, you know, that you are around or spend the most time with. Yeah. And I think it's important too, to understand that there's positive to restriction in a way, like the, the good feeling that you feel, but only if you believe in it. Like I actually was reading, um, I don't know if anyone knows, 
Dr. Huberman, uh, he runs a podcast called Huberman Lab. He posted something the other day that basically said eating and fasting can both feel rewarding. So a lot of people are like, well, I just love food too much. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I could never give up pizza, chocolate, wine, whatever it is. I just love it too much. But I think a lot of those people don't truly believe in the a benefit. I mean, maybe they believe in the benefit, but that like you can feel just as good not having those things or restricting those things. Because there is actually a dopamine effect of fasting, but you have to believe and it has to be your choice that you're doing that. And I think fasting is kind of like, you can insert a lot of things here. There's actually research too that shows that purposeful restriction of certain foods also can release dopamine and feel good neurotransmitters if you believe that it is versus if you're telling yourself, this is miserable. I hate that. I can't eat these foods. I can't eat anything. Like if you have that mindset, of course it's going to be a crappy experience. But if you have the belief of I am bettering my health, I am doing this so that I can feel healthier, feel better, operate better for my family, for myself, whatever it is, it is a totally different experience. And so a lot of this comes back to mindset. A lot of this comes back to what your belief systems are and how you're even approaching the change. Are you approaching it from this horrible negative, you know, Debbie Downer mindset of this is miserable, let me just get through it? Are you approaching it from a place of, I'm going to change my life because you have to take it from that place. Otherwise, it's never going to work. A large part of transformation is mental. Your physical transformation, not like your whole transformation. A lot of how your body responds to things comes from the mental and emotional that you put into it. And so you have to understand, like, it is not just about food. It is not just about the supplement protocol that you're taking. It is about how you're mentally approaching that. Because if you are coming from that in a place of misery, it's never going to work. You have to, because guess what plays a role? Oxytocin plays a role. Cortisol plays a role. Both of those things feed off of your mental and emotional stress, not just what you're putting in your body, what you're feeding your body mentally and emotionally as well. And so you have to be on the right page. You have to be looking at it from a positive lens or else all of this is just going to be futile. Well, and we know that if you think it's going to suck, it's going to suck, right? Um, But I think, you know, if you can shift into more of a positive place, not only are your results going to be better, but you're going to be more bought into it because your belief is there that what you're doing is right for you. And what I would say to somebody who's like, well, I'm questioning certain things is then you need to talk to somebody who can walk you through why this is important for you. For example, when we're walking through GI map uh, protocols, we're walking through, you know, what the results are on the GI map. We're explaining things to each you know, client as an individual as to what marker, you know, each marker means, how that correlates to their symptoms and how this can improve if we're following, you know, this protocol and we're making these dietary and lifestyle changes. And so we always try to correlate it back to their symptoms and so that they can believe and be bought into the fact that this is right for me. And there is hope that my symptoms will change. And there is hope that I will get to a better place that then I can have, you know, some of these foods again, that have been making me feel bloated, gassy, Etc. Right. So I think it's important to also understand the why about what you're doing, and you know, believe that this is right for you because of the benefits. So here you can make a list of pros and cons. Right. Like the question that I asked earlier is like, what is it costing you to continue living the way that you are? Well, symptoms often get worse. Fatigue often gets worse. Your mood often gets worse. Then anxiety and depression set in. Like there's a variety of things that we can go down the list here. Right. If you're saying, for example, if I cut out sugar 
the only like con that I can think of is that I don't have that instant gratification to taste that sugar. Right. But there's so many other pros. Like (laughs) my gut is better. Inflammation is better. You know, it's wasted empty calories that I'm consuming. And so if I'm struggling to stay in a calorie deficit, then maybe that's you know one easy thing for me to draw a line in the sand and help me be more adherent to that calorie deficit. Maybe your skin clears up. All of these things, like there's trickle down effects to everything. And so think about that too, in terms of like pros and cons. And sometimes it helps people to write it out black and white for themselves. But then I think also a lot of what we're talking about here comes back to what is your why? Why are you doing the things that you are doing? What is this going to mean if you actually follow through instead of continue just like to commit to things and not show up, right? You keep making these commitments to yourself, but then you're not showing up. And so every Monday you find yourself miserable, angry, feeling shame or guilt, right? And so you're going to go drastic. You're going to go all in. I'm going to have a protein shake for breakfast, a salad for lunch and salmon for dinner. And that's my new diet, right? Because Mm I was such a a hole to myself over the weekend. Uh, you know, I have to also maybe go to the gym and do two workouts now for the next four or five days. You just punish yourself. Um, but in reality, life could be a lot better. This process could be a lot easier if you would just think about what this is costing you to continue living in this way that's you know mediocre, not in alignment with your goals, and start to make some really solid foundational changes consistently. And then understand that when you get to the place where you're making further, you know, more restrictive or bigger changes, what that truly means for you, your body, and your long-term goals. But I think that's also where it's important to understand the ins and outs of why you're doing what you're doing and knowing that it is right for you because I think it makes adherence and compliance a lot better. Yeah. And I think the last thing that I want to just tack on at the end here is it's a never ending journey, healing, bettering yourself, change. Like no one will ever have a thousand percent perfect health. No one will ever be the best person in the world. Like it's just a never ending endeavor. And that's how you have to look at it. There is no start line. There is no end date. There's, it's just constant. And it it's, the thing that I love so much about it is every time I do something, I get better. I get, I I become a better person. I become more knowledgeable. I become healthier, like whatever it might be. It's always improving. Even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes, even if sometimes it feels like I'm going backwards a little bit, I have to take the perspective of, okay, this may suck right now, but I'm learning something from it and I'm going to be better on the other side of this. And we all go through those ups and downs. Like life is a roller coaster constantly. But when you take a look at it and a perspective of it, of I'm constantly becoming better, it it actually is kind of fun. Yeah. And one of the things that um, just <laughs> you brought up there made me think about like, so if you guys have not listened to the podcast for a while, Becca and Liz used to be a little bit outrageous, I would say, on the weekends. Uh, we both <laughs> dieted uh, very mm. hard in times, but then we also knew how to party in Sunday fun day like champs. <sighs> so I think now about like what you're saying with the ups and downs and like where we are today. So for example, like a couple bites of the donut for you last weekend was nothing compared to mm. what it might have looked like four or five years ago where, yeah, it was apple cider sangria, maybe two, three donuts, depending mm. upon you know how crazy you were getting you guys would have come home. Nick loves pizza. You're going to order pizza. Maybe you're going to have some other, you know, drinks Mm. or wine or beer or whatever. Right. So it's almost like now that is such a huge win, even though maybe you felt like, okay, we said we weren't going to have sugar for 30 days. So I I backslid and I had a couple of bites 
in the grand scheme of things, this is another lesson that you learn because you're like, hey, I don't want to have more than this because I would feel so crappy. Mm-hmm. But four or five years ago, and I'm speaking, insert Liz here in the same scenario as Becca, right? I'm speaking for kind of both of us here. But how would you have felt, you know, if you would have gone ham like you did four or five years ago? My God. Way worse. I mean, because just one donut now would. And so I think for those of you out there who are listening to this, you're like, I don't get the point. We have a lot of clients that are like, I don't know how you control yourself. I don't know how you have a taste, how your taste buds have changed and how it's easy for you to pass up on these things. And the point here is that we're in such a different place today that if we were to indulge that way, we would probably be sick to our stomach for three or four days, puffy, mm-hmm. digestive issues, right? It just wouldn't be a great scenario because our body is used to something different. And that is what makes it easier to have a couple of bites rather than you know, a couple of donuts. But you have to get yourself to that place and that doesn't come without forward and backward steps, ups and downs. It is not a linear um, you know, progression for anyone, no matter where you are at, what you were trying to work on, self-development, you could insert the same thing here. You may read, you know, your 10 pages a day for 75 days like we did with 75 Heart. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, man, I've I've let that slip three times this week. So I only read four of the seven days. Okay, so now I need to get myself back on track. So you're always gonna have these up and downs, but what keeps us moving forward is that we're very aware of what makes us feel good, what matters to us and what's our priority. And we also keep setting the bar higher. And so if you're somebody who's like, man, I'm at rock bottom right now. I don't know where to start. I'm going to take you back to the beginning in the beginning of this podcast where we said, start with one thing, make the decision and then go all in on that one thing. Show yourself that you can do these things, gain that traction and momentum. And before you know it, you will be a new person, but you just have to show yourself that you're worthy of it and that these things that you want are actually a priority so that you can get to that lifestyle 2.0. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.